Nation. Game day eve. Bold predictions for BYU season opener versus Arizona. Tomorrow's Fox Sports play-by-play Joe Davis and Arizona radio analyst Lamont Lovett on the matchups that matter against the Wildcats. It's game day for 10th-ranked BYU women's soccer NCAA player of the week. Ashley Hatch joins us, and good riddance to the countdown. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. The party's here on the west side. BYU Sports Nation live and radio vision presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Friday, September 2nd. Can't believe it. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with Jerem Jordan, a man who has now championed three years of BYU Sports Nation. Hey, three-year anniversary. Congratulations to everyone on our crew. Ben Bagley, our senior coordinating producer, Michael uh, Miner, everyone involved in this show. There are a lot of people, too many to name, but... Uh, Chase Metcalf, one of our students, pointed at himself, so I mentioned him. Sorry, Andrew Corliss. <laughs> yeah, anyway. Harrison Collier's so, been involved so a little bit, too. So many people involved know. in what happens on this show, so we're ecstatic that we made it uh, three years because the over-under was two and a half. You know how everyone says it takes a village? <laughs> happy Literally. happy birthday to the village that Literally. is BYU Sports yeah. Nation. And Very they, cool. They have raised us, right? It takes a village to raise I was in my 20s when we started this show, so Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm 43. Oh, three years. And thank you to all of you, the fans, who have yeah. made this happen. Oh, my goodness. It's, it's, been a, it's been unbelievable. People have been tweeting pictures of their trek from wherever they're from to Arizona as BYU Sports Nation gathers for this new era. Think about it. Kalani Sataki is just the fourth head coach since 72. What? The fourth? Man, I mean, it is unique. Uh, BYU fans are repping. The, it's a rep the Y Friday. On BYU Sports Nation. Bravo, BYU Sports Nation. Bravo! So, yes, the third birthday, and we're celebrating more than just that today, Jerem. But before we do this, safety first, synchronize, blue goggles. Countdown to the Wildcats. One day away. Yeah, we we made made it! One day away, and we're sitting in garbage. <laughs> oh wow. There's so much energy in studio wow. right now. Boom! <laughs> Let the confetti oh rain down, my friends. It's a good Let thing. the confetti rain down. Wow. I forgot. Okay. This is the third year in a row we've done the confetti on the day before or the day of, in the case of UConn. It is, it is such a mess in here. Like, we're sitting in garbage yes. the rest of the And show. it feels amazing. Oh, my gosh. It feels amazing. And the countdown is over. Oh. My greatest wish in my life right now is that the countdown would be over. Oh, my God. You know why we're so happy the countdown has ended? Because that means football is back. And the countdown's over. <laughs> I'm so happy. Okay. He's playing a football game tomorrow. Whew. So awesome. I would like to welcome back at BYU underscore SF Giants fan. He tweeted the following 258 days ago on December 19th of last year. Keep in mind, this tweet was sent right after the Las Vegas Bowl, as in that <laughs> night. And I quote, If I hear a countdown on your show on Monday, I won't watch or listen till the said countdown is done. Welcome back! Hey, it's great to have you back on the show, hey, man. Giants are only two games out of first, and now he's back. 
This is a great day. We faced a very difficult decision post-Las Vegas Bowl, Jerem. Should we do the countdown or not? Yeah, I was against a daily version of it, but hey, we survived. And guess what? Guess what a potential countdown is next year for LSU. Mm. What a BYU gives them a bit. I don't think they're going to pass up that game. Go Cougars, G-E-A-U-X. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, in probably our most polarizing poll question in show history in three years, mm-hmm. After more than 1,100 votes, 59% of you, BYU Sports Nation, voted, yes, I want the countdown. And we ran with it on January 12th. January 12th! Which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. We started the countdown to the Wildcats 233 days ago. And now it's over. And now it's over! Yeah, baby! That means there's a game tomorrow. So congratulations to everybody who endured this, and we welcome back those who uh, didn't like the countdown. <laughs> for, for a brief moment, I felt the rush of excitement that you have when you feel like spiking anything and everything somewhere in the studio. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a, a doctor about that, but yeah. <laughs> like, like Andy on The Office Let me he brush just this punches con- a hole in the wall. Let me brush this confetti away from my computer so that I can see what the heck here, we're doing here. Here's some more. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. 233 days. Yes, we're here. BYU and Arizona play tomorrow night, 1030 Eastern on Fox Sports 1. We will have your go-to pregame coverage on BYU TV at 930 Eastern. The Cougars will run out four alumni flag bearers. They are as follows. Max Hall, John Beck, Aaron Francisco, and Kaipo McGuire. How awesome is that? So they used to have one, now they have four. Very cool. 10th-ranked women's soccer plays Tennessee tonight, 9 Eastern time on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Ashley Hatch leads the team with all five goals this season and will join us in 40 minutes to preview the matchup. 10th-ranked BYU women's volleyball playing three matches in two days at The Ohio State University. Game one against Wyoming just finished. BYU swept the match three sets to none. The Cougars will play LIU Brooklyn. The Blackbirds. That's right. We discussed that at length yesterday. Uh, at 5.30 p.m. Eastern. And by length, I mean we discussed that for like 20 seconds. Yeah, for like 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, Ohio State tomorrow. Oh, man. Matchup. That's a big match. Ranked teams. 11 versus 10. And Daniel Summerhays playing in round two of the FedEx Cup at the Deutsche Bank Championship today. He's currently uh, tied for 35th at one over through 13. Rise and shoot! It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Game day eve. We have survived the long, dreary off-season Oh, it's been so dry. Studio B is littered with the confetti. One for each day. From the countdown. (laughs) 17 for each day. We counted down. Oh, my goodness. And it's falling from the ceiling again, by the way. We we tried not to do that, but it's just... Yeah, we were told, try not to shoot it up into the rafters. uh, Sorry about that. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we've already scheduled a cleaning crew, by the way, for this. Good thing. (laughs) Thanks, Ben Bagley, for uh, being heads up on that. We only have one more night of sleep before a new era of BYU football dawns. The Kalani Satake era begins at BYU, including Ty Detmer's return. Now as a coach, the Heisman Trophy winner is back, along with Taysom Hill, a Heisman Trophy candidate at quarterback. Jamal Williams is back. 
new staff, new schemes, new energy, and it's all happening tomorrow. That said, let's keep another tradition rolling with today's Twitter question. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Arizona? Use the hashtag BYUSN at Daniel Ryan Evans. Taysom Hill has greater than or equal to 500 yards of total offense. We said, go with, high, we said go with high expectations, man. <laughs> wow. Those are interstellar expectations. <laughs> at Still Team Riley, who somehow is still Team Riley. Trinneman goes deep for a 70-yard, a 70-plus yard touchdown. I don't think that's that. That's bold, but Trinneman is a burner. No, he's a real deep threat. Yes. He's, he's a legit. true deep threat. He's legit. So that could happen. And we'll find out just how easily that might happen against the Arizona defense when we talk to Lamont Lovett, who is the radio analyst uh, for the game tomorrow for the University of Arizona. We've heard a lot about their defense and the breakdowns and what they're trying to do. So is it as bad as some people are saying? We'll talk to him as well as play-by-play man Joe Davis, who's going to call the match or game on Fox Sports 1. This is a loaded show, dude. I'm also very excited for our next segment, which is brand new. We're going to do this throughout the season, throughout the BYU sports season as well. Uh, It's something we've been waiting for Mm -hmm. until today. The newest segment on BYU Sports Nation. We call it Going for Two. Can you predict the future? These guys think they can. We're going for two on BYU Sports Nation. That is right. Going for two is brought to you by BYU Dining Services. Two predictions that we believe will come true in tomorrow's game, and we'll do this for every football game this season. We don't need PATs. We want two points here. We're going to go for two. And not only that, we're going to keep score and be held accountable each week. Well, then. The be pressure's on. Something we haven't had to do. Be accountable <laughs> for what our predictions for are on the show. Say. Uh-oh. Ah. All right, Jerem, let's go, man. Here are my two. Taysom Hill will have 350-plus yards of total offense. Okay. Game one, he comes out. Boom goes the dynamite. Okay? I, I think that he's going to have 350-plus. And BYU will score 30-plus <sighs> in the game. Those are my two. Going for two. 30-plus. They did score 33 in the season opener against Nebraska, albeit it. it took one of the greatest plays in BYU football history to get there. And rem- but- remember, we've talked about this. When BYU breaks in a new offensive coordinator the last three times, 11 points a game in that season opener. So 30 is quite bold is it in that context. Is it different this time with the stars that we have just mentioned, not to mention the coaches that are now back in Provo, Utah? Those are Jerem's two. He says 350-plus total offense for Taysom Hill. BYU goes 30-plus on the scoreboard. Here are my two projections. Jamal Williams is hungry. He has not played (laughs) football at the Division I level for a long time, and he's going to take advantage of it tomorrow. Two touchdowns for Jamal Williams, and BYU as a team will rush for 200-plus yards against an Arizona defense still trying to find its identity. He did not score in his season opener in 2014 against Texas in that game. Somehow he didn't score in that game. Everyone else did. Adam Heaney had two touchdowns in that game. So not one, but two touchdowns. Jamal Williams scores twice tomorrow against Arizona. BYU as a team rushes for 200-plus yards. I I could see that happening because I think Jamal is going to have an 80-plus yard kind of game, and then Taysom Hill will have – an 80-plus yard kind of game, and then you mix in Squally Canada, Algernon Brown. I think 200 is not out of the realm of possibility at all. Which is why I'm going with it. Because I want to be right! Yeah. So, yeah, going for two. So we each have two picks. On Monday, we're going to have 
the going for two scoreboard will as confetti falls down from the uh, ceiling. <laughs> we, we there's so much garbage. We we will have uh, yeah Mondays will follow up or the day after the game in the case of like the Thursday boys stay game. We'll, we'll uh, account for go, going for two. So what's your bold prediction? Weigh in. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Yeah, on that send note. send in your ideas for what you think is going to happen. With that established, with our going for two projections out there, brought to you by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered, send in your bold predictions, which is our Twitter question today. In fact, let's go to the Twitter machine and read some of your tweets. you got tweets. All right, at Boyd underscore Johnson, the new BYU defense limits the Wildcats offense to fewer than 10 points. That would be wild. Okay, here's what makes me a little nervous, okay? Arizona's offense is good. Has been since Rich Rod got there. Respect the offense ability, okay? 10 points or fewer would be fantastic. Two pick sixes for BYU. Is that bold Two? enough? That coming from at Laser Sheep. Defensive aggression will be the key to beating the Wildcats. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Not one, but two. Okay, so remember against Utah, BYU didn't force any turnovers. And now they get two, and they house them? That would be crazy. They were minus five in the turnover category in that game. <laughs> it was still close. Minus up next, Fox Sports play-by-play Joe Davis joins us to talk about the game he's going to call. But first, Arizona color commentator Lamont Lovett. Is the defense really that bad? BYU Sports Station on game day eve, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcasting on BYU Radio and BYU TV, there is garbage everywhere in Studio B. We made and it! we love it. The confetti. Rains down still. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. You can get involved in our conversation using the hashtag BYUSN. Tomorrow night, we'll get you ready for BYU in Arizona at 9.30 Eastern time on Countdown to Kickoff on BYU TV. Dave McCann will be live from Glendale, Arizona, on the field from the University of Phoenix Stadium. Uh, Spencer Linton, Blaine Fowler, Brian Logan, and David Nixon will be in Provo with a crowd of 250 Hanging out, so hang out with us 9.30 Eastern time tomorrow on Countdown to Kickoff. What is your bold prediction, with a capital B, for BYU-Arizona? At Cast the Spear says, BYU's improved secondary notches five interceptions. Five? (laughs) Wow. Capitalizing on all five of them. I think what he's doing here is he's going back on what happened in the Las Vegas Bowl and trying to say that the reverse reverse is going to happen in favor of BYU. (laughs) I don't wish that on anyone. Like that was like terrible. That, well, yeah. Five you, turnovers, first five drives. You're right. I wish it on Utah next week. <laughs> I really do. That would be amazing. Joining us now is the Arizona radio analyst Lamont Lovett on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline to get some insight on what he's looking for tomorrow in the season opener for the Wildcats and the Cougars. Lamont, nice to have you on the show, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's start with this big. Huge question mark for Arizona is who's going to be the starting quarterback tomorrow? Which way are you leaning right now? Oh, I would go with the guy who was starting last year, Anu Solomon. Uh, he's been pretty solid throughout camp. Um, and, uh, you know, he, he seems to be um, the one that's got the best grasp um, of the offense, and, and he should. I mean, he's he started for a couple of years now. Um, so I would expect to see him. Uh, you never know. Coach Rodriguez likes to play it, everything close to the – the vest, but um, I would expect uh, Solomon to start the game. He had some concussions last year, but he's been, uh, I thought he's been a pretty good quarterback uh, the last two years. Why was it a competition at all? Why did, why did Rich Rod uh, open it up to Brandon Dawkins? 
Well, if you look at the two guys, uh, I mean, if you've seen them up close, uh, Brandon Dawkins is he's got every physical skill um, that's necessary, you know, to be the start. He's probably physically more talented uh, actually than you saw him. He's got a great arm. Uh, he's, he's a big kid. He's a great runner. Um, but, you know, and Solomon brings some intangibles to the table, um, for one, experience. Uh, and two, he just got a great feel for the game. And so, uh, he, he's, he hasn't been able to surpass him, um, thus far. But, you know, when he's been in the game, he's done some really good things. So, um, that's why he's, he's still there. And, and Solomon hasn't been perfect either. That's why, you know, there is still a competition. But nevertheless, I, I believe Solomon's going to be the guy. Who is the best football player right now on Arizona's football team? Oh man, that's hard to say. It's probably somewhere on the offensive side of the ball. They've got they've got some some weapons on the offensive side. Um, I would Trey Griffey is a heck of a weapon. He's the son of Ken Griffey Jr. He's really good. Uh, Nick Wilson, you know, he's thousand yard rusher consistently in the Pac-12. He's another one um, that I would keep an eye on. Um, but you know, there's they, they've got a lot of weapons on offense. So to say one is is good. I would say there's they've got quite a few guys with a lot of speed. They've got some size. The guy you may want to take a, a look at is a, a new receiver. His name is Sean Poindexter. Goes about six six, um, about two hundred fifteen pounds, and he he's really really showed well on camp this year and made some plays. And I expect to see him you know a lot more in the rotation this year. Um, and and on the defensive side of the ball, I would definitely say DeAndre Miller. Um, stud, stud linebacker um, slash defensive end. He he's a guy that uh, that is really really athletic, um, and and uh, he makes a lot of plays. He's he's a guy that that I really expect to be a playmaker for the U of A defense this year. So keep an eye on number thirty two, DeAndre Miller. He he's a big play player. Kalani Sitake has been the defensive coordinator for at Utah for four years in Oregon State, one year against Arizona, and was not good against them. Was one and four, gave up 35 a game. Yet maybe this time uh, he hopes that he has a little more offense to help the cause. What do you expect against another Kalani Sitake-led uh, team against Arizona? Well, he, he's a great defensive coordinator in his own right, and, and Arizona has a lot of respect for, for what he's been able to do. Uh, in the Pac-12, I mean, he's he's been phenomenal uh, in the Pac-12, and so I, I think they're all both familiar with each other. Um, the interesting thing is that Rich Rodriguez has had success against that defense when a lot of people in our conference haven't had success against it. So there'll be some familiarity uh, from a scheme standpoint with our offense going against theirs. Um, but we've got the same issue with with uh, their offense. We don't know what they're going <laughs> to do offensively, so they're going to have to basically. You know, try to figure it out in the first in the first half, and uh, make some adjustments at halftime, and, and, and you know, go from there. Follow him at L Lovett thirty four on the Twitter machine. Arizona color analyst Lamont Lovett played running back at Arizona in the early nineties. He is with us on BYU Sports Nation. The defensive struggles have been well documented in Tucson and in the Phoenix metro area by plenty of local media. Uh, and Rich Rod made a major change uh, last year, bringing in Marcel Davis from Boise State. Yates. To or sorry, Marcel Yates to revamp that defense, Lamont. And so, when you look at it, what do you anticipate from Arizona's defense this year? Because they are in a state of transition and flux. Yeah, I mean, I, I assume that there'll be some, you know, some growing pains. Um, but you know, from what I've seen so far, they they look one hundred percent better this year. Uh, they've gotten their best athletes on the field. They've done some shifting around to get some better. Um, a better group of guys in the secondary on the field. So, um, 
I, I fully expect uh, them to be improved on the defensive side of the ball. Um, so it, it's going to be interesting to, because, again, they play things close to the vest. They haven't showed uh, exactly what they're going to do, but um, it, it's they're going to be more aggressive. We know that much, and um, they, they really, really um, you know, wanted to throw everything out that they've done in the past and change it up. And um, they've got a new philosophy, and they've got new energy. And, uh, you know, we're all we're, – we're as interested as you guys are to see what they put on the field. And uh, BYU fans for the BYU offense as well. Uh, BYU has some playmakers, obviously, returning Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, who uh, did not play last year. Taysom just, uh, you know, two quarters or so. So what are your impressions of this BYU team, given some of the unknowns of a, of a new coaching staff? Yeah, what we, what we well, from what we understand is that you know they they they're going to a more of a pro pro set again this year, which makes a lot of sense. If you're going to run a pro style offense, you the first thing you have to have is an offensive line um, that can handle that type of a system. Um, and BYU traditionally has a great offensive line, um, and so and and they've got some big physical wide receivers. Um, watch a lot of film on Jamal Williams. He's a guy that just is a he's a hammer. And um, he, he's, you know, he's a very effective runner. And when Taysom Hill is just an X factor, um, he's he's every, you know, defensive coordinator's nightmare—a guy who can throw accurately and can run equally as well. And he's big. Um, and so, yeah, you know, they 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 present uh, an issue for anybody um, when you look at the weapons that they have. And so Arizona's going to have to be extremely disciplined, very focused, um, and they're going to have to take some chances. Uh, they're going to have to, you know, it, it's going to be a dogfight because Arizona, you know, ever, since Rich Rodriguez has, has come to town, you know, they've had a winning season every year. Their offense has always been really uh, powerful. Um, but the bottom line is uh, until they, they reach, you know, uh, they, they reach consistency on defense, you know, they're, they're going to continue to be where they are. So we're, he he's decided to go in a new direction this year, and, and we're all, you know, really, really excited to see, you know, where that goes. I know there are a lot of BYU fans that are happy to not be seeing Scooby Wright on the other side of the ball <laughs> featured on the Arizona team. Caleb Jones, another one, uh, guys that uh, went to the NFL draft. And so you, you've mentioned some of the defensive stars, but how do you defend an X-Factor, as you called him, like Taysom Hill? Uh, you have to. Well, honestly, I don't think that I don't think you can, you can necessarily stop him, but you've got to create pressure on him. You, you can't let him, you know... Um, ever be comfortable in the pocket, but at the same time, when you're putting pressure on him, you have to stay in your lanes. You can't be, you know, undisciplined and get out of your lanes and give this guy, a, a, you know, a clear, <laughs> a clear pathway to break because he has shown that he can break. A, he, he runs like a running back in the open field, so you have to be disciplined as far as your lanes on defense when you're rushing and getting upfield. You have to make sure you keep kind of a just like just like there's a pocket, you got to try to close that pocket on him. And, um, you know, maybe even spy sometimes. Sometimes you can spy a guy like that when he's that effective and make sure you get some more speed on him. But, you know, when you, when you start getting into that, you know, he's, he's a good enough thrower that he can beat you down the field. So everybody's got to be disciplined is the name of the game. You know, you just can't be undisciplined against a guy like that and force him to have to make great plays and not just give him, give him things. Should be a, a fantastic setup for the game in the University of Phoenix Stadium, home of the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it's been well documented. BYU fans uh, are uh, doing their best to try and make it a 50-50 kind of neutral site game there in Arizona. What do you expect from that environment to open up the season? I think it's going to be rocking, you know, and, and, I, and I think I know that BYU fans are going to come out because they traditionally do. 
I mean, Arizona's got some history with them. They played them in the Las Vegas Bowl a few years back, and and that, and that stadium was split right down the middle, um, and it was it was a packed house. And so I fully expect uh, to be a packed house in Phoenix. And and from what I'm hearing, BYU has purchased more tickets. <laughs> um, but we'll see. We'll see about Arizona. I've, I've still got a lot of um, you know belief in the, in this fan base, and, and these they're they're pretty they're pretty you know excited about their cats. So. Um, I fully expect uh, Tucson to come out there and represent Arizona uh, in this Cactus kickoff. Lamont, great stuff. It wasn't that long ago that you were on the field running the ball at um, excuse me, opposing defenses, so I, I know the excitement level will be high tomorrow. Do what you can to, try, to talk Rich Rod into maybe getting a, a carry or two if you can. <laughs> yeah, if he really wants to lose, he can do that. But I don't <laughs> think he's into that. <laughs> Lamont, thanks for the time, man. Hey, it's a pleasure, guys. Arizona radio analyst Lamont Lovett on the Deseret First Credit Union hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. I think I just choked on a piece of confetti. <laughs> no, seriously, that might have happened. He, so Lamont said uh, the defense looks 100% better than last year. So if you're an Arizona fan, that's great news because that's where I think if, if BYU has a big advantage in this game, it can be, okay, can the BYU offense put up some points on this defense, who last year, not this year, was shredded quite often, especially late. Well, he's had some contrasting opinions. It's not a sinking ship, is it? Goodness, and speaking of that defense, up next, Ashley Hatch, Women's Soccer Player of the Week nationally. But first, it's Joe Davis, Fox Sports Play-By-Play. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you in part by BYU Dining Services, chef-driven, student-powered. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by... The BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, tonight at 9 Eastern time, BYU and Tennessee, the 10th-ranked women's soccer team, takes on uh, the Tennessee Volunteers, who escaped Appalachian State in overtime because Josh Dobbs fumbled into the end zone. Anyway, uh, Tennessee and 10th-ranked BYU tonight, Southfield Spencer Linton, Natalie Lewis, and Lauren Frankham on the call. You know what was crazy about that Appalachian State game last night? It was nine years to the day. Of Michigan? That they upset Michigan. Oh, and I was like, are they going to do it again? And Michigan was a top 10 team when they beat them on Fifth. the road. They were number five, and Tennessee was ranked ninth. Wow. I don't think yeah. Tennessee's going to be ranked ninth. No. Uh, no. <laughs> For very long. Tennessee and Washington, two nationally ranked teams uh, that people think are going to be really, really good based on how they did last year, right? It's always tough going into the season because you just think, okay, based on who you have coming back, this is how you will be. So if that's the case with Taysom Hill and Jamal Williams, you'd think that BYU would improve. But you've lost some receivers. It's a new coaching team. The question marks are the fun part. Oh, it Though makes it so therein fun. Therein lies the fun because we're not exactly sure how it's going to play out. And the fact that BYU has diminished uh, the meaningful viewing for the media of practice means we really, really haven't seen – what's going to happen. So that's exciting to me. And again, tomorrow, if you missed it, countdown to kickoff, 9.30 Eastern time. The game is on Fox Sports 1 or FS1 at 10.30 Eastern time. About the only thing that's more widespread than the confetti in Studio B is the speculation surrounding this BYU <laughs> and, football team. And the excitement level, Spencer. <laughs> and it'll be a great weekend, too. Think about it. 10th-ranked women's soccer playing Tennessee. 10th-ranked women's volleyball is playing at Ohio State. The 11th-ranked team in the country. Sorry, the 11, uh, against the 11th-ranked team. And then, of course, BYU and Arizona, probably the best matchup of two unranked teams in Week 1 because there are a ton of great matchups. But people have said this is one of the 10 best games on uh, the weekend. 
but it's the best one of unranked. And it's a loaded weekend at that. Yeah, I, I can't wait. Like, it starts early. Oklahoma is playing Houston. That's a fit. Like, Houston, if you want to put your uh, place in early about, like, okay, we're legit, not for Big 12 expansion, but for national cred, that's a big game. Texas Notre Dame at as 10 a.m. Well. Mountain Time, by the Alabama, way. Alabama USC. Oh, among others, it's gonna be great. Alabama it's wins that by 20. Fantastic. By the way. BYU and Arizona play tomorrow night, 10:30 Eastern on Fox Sports One. We'll have live pregame coverage on BYU TV at 9:30 Eastern with countdown to kickoff. The man calling the game tomorrow for Fox Sports is play-by-play specialist Joe Davis. He joins us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Joe, welcome to BYU Sports Nation. Hey guys, thanks for having me. How you doing? Good. Great. There's this trend developing with you where you call at least one relevant BYU game a year. Uh, Houston in 2013, Texas in 2014, UCLA last year. Two of those were a one-point game, the other was a blowout. So what in the world are you expecting tomorrow from BYU in Arizona? Yeah, I guess uh, I'm not sure, and I think that's kind of the theme all around, isn't it? Nobody really has a clue what to expect with this one. And I think that's the case anytime you go into a season opener with any team, but, man, especially in this one, I'm not sure that, and I've not been doing this, relatively speaking, that long, but I've never seen a season opener or a game period where there's as much unknown as there is in this one. I think that, that adds another level of intrigue to the whole thing, as if you needed any more to, to get a season started. Taysom Hill is an interesting unknown in this because – when he's healthy, you kind of feel like you know what you get, and you and you did a game when he was a sophomore against Houston, which was a 400 passing game, 100 rushing game, one of the eight times that's happened in history. Then he has a great start to 2014, gets hurt. 2015, of course, hurt in the Nebraska game. So what are you expecting or maybe hoping to see from Taysom Hill in game one now in his fifth year? Yeah, I guess now that I, I kind of uh, not forgotten, but I just wasn't thinking about the fact that I had done that Houston game as well. So I guess uh, if there's one trend from the games I've done, it's been Taysom Hill going off. You know, when you combine that one with the Texas game two years ago, you know what? I think when he is healthy, and you know, hopefully he is, and hopefully he's himself. But when he is himself, he is he's one of my favorite players in college football. And you know, that's that's not that's a different thing than saying. He's you know, projects as one of the best players at the next level or anything. It's completely different than that. Just from a subjective standpoint, watching the guy play the game, man, I mean, that's that's what you love to see in college football. The, the way that he's persevered through the injuries, and you know that was the story even the last time we saw him, him coming back from an injury, and it's the story again here. So he's done it time and time again. You've got that side of the story. You've got the fact that he's an incredible leader. The leader, I think you want, you know, it's always great when your best leaders are your best players, and BYU has that, it seems like. So I, I'm just, I'm a huge fan of Taysom Hill and can't wait to watch him tomorrow. I hope that we see, you know, the Taysom Hill that, that we've come to know over the last five years or whatever it's been. Joe Davis, Fox Sports play by play is with us on BYU Sports Nation. Uh, Joe, let's talk about some matchups that you're looking forward to see between BYU and Arizona. What specific matchups are you looking at? I think one thing to look for is Arizona up front is tiny by, by power conference standards. They average about 255 pounds across the defensive line, have a couple of former walk-ons starting up there. Now, I know BYU's Strength is not its offensive line, so it's not like it's a 
it's a chip shot prediction to say, well, they're just going to pound away because that's a spot where there are some question marks for BYU. So that, that's an interesting matchup for me because I think for most teams, Arizona's going to get pounded away on the ground. We'll see what BYU does in that regard. We'll see how that offensive line is. Um, I think Arizona's wide receivers are pretty talented. they got a couple of guys in the slot that are undersized but really good in space. And then Trey Griffey, who gives them some size out on the edge. I'm interested to see how they utilize him. And, you know, I know on on, on one side for BYU, you've got a guy that, that everybody likes at Michael Davis. But then on, on the other side, you got a guy playing his first college game in Troy Warner. So I think uh, a couple of matchups on, on each side of the ball could be really interesting to look at. Joe, the number one thing a play-by-play needs to do is say the names correctly of the players in the game. <laughs> so we saw you saw we saw you tweeted out about uh, Moroni Laulu Pututau. Uh, what yeah. other ones? You got that one down. And what other ones? Maybe do you need our help with? Oh man! Uh, so anytime I do a BYU game, that's one of the first places I go is to that pronunciation guy because <laughs> I never want to you know just be checking it like Saturday morning. Or, you know, even even speaking with the SID staff when we see him on Friday, that's not enough time, at least for my brain, 24 hours to get some of those uh, names down. So on you know, Sunday and Monday leading in, I'm, I'm getting those names spelled phonetically on my board. You know what I do is I try and write it phonetically, and, and that's not a novel concept, but I try and write it phonetically on my board so that I can't get it wrong if I just read the sounds that I put down on my board. So fingers crossed, you know, knock on wood, I'm going to be okay. And, uh, you know, if so, that'll be because I've made myself a cheat sheet where it's impossible to get it wrong. Because I say it's impossible to get it wrong, I probably just uh, jinx myself. As long as you don't call Taysom Hill Tyson or something or Tanner Mangum Tyler Magnum, I think you're in the clear. There were issues last year, Joe. Yeah. How about that? I, not I not remember, you, uh, other people. When yeah, no, I remember going into the UCLA game. Them saying it's Mangum, not Magnum. I'm thinking, <laughs> I know, I know. The, the, the N is before the G. I know. There was some serious sensitivity to that because there were graphics and constant. I mean, it was like multiple times Jeez. a game. It was weird. Yeah, but yeah, the the Polynesian names can always be a, a challenge. But of of course, you're a pro. Um, this this week one is unbelievably awesome. Um, been dubbed like the greatest opening week ever. You know. Um, yet there's this BYU Arizona game, which looks like it's probably the best game of two unranked teams. What what can you say about this matchup in the first week? You know, I, and you guys will know better than I am covering big picture, I guess, but my uh, inclination is that it's the best game in that window. Is that right? Is the 1030 window not have as many of the crazy good matchups? Oh, yeah. No, it's it's the game at that time for sure. Good, good. So that's, you know, that's helpful for all of us, helpful for each of those programs' brands. It's helpful for our network. It's helpful for Brady and I and Jenny calling the game. You know, you've got this great, lead up with the, the great greatest weekend in, in football history, I think is the way that some networks have uh, termed it. And uh, then you got you got a great way to finish the day with BYU and Arizona. So we can't wait to get it going. Joe Davis with this play-by-play specialist on Fox Sports. We'll be calling BYU-Arizona on Fox Sports 1 tomorrow. Joe, is there anything that BYU fans should know about Arizona in terms of star power? Like who should BYU fans 
be worried about on the Arizona team? That's a good question. I, there's not a lot of star power on Arizona. Now, the fact that they have a quote-unquote quarterback controversy is something that <laughs> Brady, Quinn, and I are still trying to wrap our minds around. And the fact that the narrative developed last year that Anu Solomon had a down year, it's not true. If you look at the numbers, I mean, if you if you look at just the baseline numbers, he might not have thrown his first many yards, but that's partially because he missed time. And, you know, as far as the wins and losses go, he had a horrible defense. He didn't have nearly as good of a running game as he did as a freshman. So in no, in no way did Anu Solomon take a step back last year. So to answer your question, I think Anu Solomon is a potential star player for them. He was as a freshman. Somehow a narrative developed last year that he wasn't, and I know part of that is the injuries. It's just uh, it's wild to me that it's turned into a thing where he's fighting for his job. And I know Rich Rodriguez has said that the reason is is not because he's stepped back, but it's because Brandon Dawkins has taken a step forward and kind of put himself into that race. But my gut, and they've not told us anything more than they've told anyone else, but my gut is that it will be Solomon. And I think Solomon's a really, really good player when he's healthy and knows that he's the starter. We'll see if there's any impact on the mental side of it, uh, you know, having to fight for his job the way he has. But I think he's a pretty darn good player. The dude beat Oregon as a freshman. Yeah. So let's not forget that, went right? to the Fiesta Bowl with him. Yeah, yeah. I'll be, I'll be shocked like you if uh, – if Anu Solomon's not the starter. Then on the other side of the ball, Joe, Arizona's defense was really bad last year. They have uh, have a brand-new staff. What kind of difference do you expect that to make? Rich Rodriguez said more than a scheme, he was looking for an attitude when he went out to find a defensive coordinator. And he thinks that he's found that with Marcel Yates. He really likes the you know kind of the tone and the edge that he's bringing to the defense. But in reading between the lines and the quotes and everything, the, and I think this is probably a fair way to look at it, I don't know that you can expect like a huge turnaround, not necessarily from, from last year to this year, but from last year to game one. This is going to be game one, and whatever system it is Marcel Yates is putting in, and they have not made that public exactly what it'll look like. Sounds like it'll be a blend of what Yates did at Boise State and some of the principles Rich Rodriguez wants in his defense. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's the spot where there's so much unknown for Arizona is on the defensive side. I mean, there, there's some talent there. They're healthier. Last year that was an issue. They were just so banged up at linebacker. This is as healthy as they've been in a couple of years. But it's a lot of the same personnel with a couple of, you know, former walk-ons added into it that was – producing one of the worst defenses in the country last year statistically. So I think that, you know, adding Marcel Yates in as a D coordinator, sure, it can conceivably help. I don't know how much it's going to help game one. I think this might be something where you see Arizona's defense start to turn it around as the season goes on. So from BYU's standpoint, I think you're getting them at the right time and that it's game one. Joe, fantastic stuff. We are sending you positive vibes in the terms of pronunciation karma, so we wish you many correct Moses Kamatules <laughs> and Louis Lapuajos, you know, all of that You're stuff. You're just showing off now. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, thanks for the time, man. Have a good time tomorrow night. Anytime, guys. You too. 
Fox Sports play-by-play man Joe Davis on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. He's done a bunch of BYU games recently, and he does a lot of Dodgers on TV too. One of the, one of the rising stars in broadcasting. I think he's in his late twenties. He's legit, man. He's the and same age you, that you were when you and started then there's this you show. And I. <laughs> The middle-aged vanilla men of BYU Sports Nation. Jamal Williams, that one's easy to pronounce. Yes, that it is. Now you're just bragging. <laughs> Coming up, an update on Cougars in the National Football League. Paulo Sique was trucking fools last night. But first, the National Player of the Week in NCAA women's soccer. Ashley Hatch is here. Yeah. Hatch trick. Goals for days. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan live from Studio B, game day eve for BYU football. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for throwing more confetti on my computer. Well, it's not going to be any dirtier than it already was. That's true. Tomorrow, 9.30 Eastern time, BYU and Arizona. We'll get you set for that on Countdown to Kickoff. It's our one-hour live Pre-game show on television. Dave McCann will be live on the scene at the University of Phoenix Stadium. Uh, we will talk to the players and coaches, of course, and get you set for that with all the major storylines. Come hang out. There's only two schools in the country that have their own pre-game show on TV nationally. Well, maybe even just one. It's Brigham Young University. So, yeah. The other, I'm not sure, is national. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about, probably. <laughs> <laughs> they're our friends. The, yes. Yes, they why are. Would, why they wouldn't are they be our, our friends? friends. No, we, we hope to encounter them more often uh, soon. Uh, <laughs> Twitter Enough question today. What is your bold prediction for BYU-Arizona? It's game day eve at Kipkins as Johnny Linehan runs for at least one first down. That's pretty bold. That's pretty bold. <laughs> Forget game day eve right now. It's game day for 10th-ranked BYU women's soccer taking on Tennessee Will we see a record crowd tonight? I'll tell you this much. We will have the NCAA Player of the Week on the field wearing a BYU uniform. Ashley Hatch is back in Studio B. Ashley. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The Hatch trick is alive and well. Oh, my goodness. Yes. After a major win against Penn State. Nice to have you back. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> How do you feel about all this confetti fun? It looks fun. looks like a party in here. <laughs> <laughs> it's just garbage, let's be honest. The moment is great, and now we're like, we're just sitting What do we do garbage. now? Yeah. But how awesome was that um, experience at Penn State to not only go there and win, but to have three goals? I mean, that's got to be on the bucket list somewhere where it's like, oh, I had a great game, my team won. Uh, it was awesome. I don't know how to explain it. It was just a great experience and one that our team will never forget. How in the world do you recover? And I asked this to Elena Medeiros uh, earlier this week, but how do you recover after a game that you feel like, man, we should have won in – we, we should have won it handily. But you lose to Nebraska in kind of a fluky situation. And then you go on the road and have to play Penn State. Like that, I think that's the most impressive part to me is like the super low of losing on Monday and then going and winning against the defending national champions. So walk us through the mentality of what that week was like. Um, the loss was definitely really hard, you know, especially at home. But um, we knew that we had a tough competition the next week or whatever so we just had to focus and kind of just get ready for Penn State and kind of push the loss aside and learn from it and we were all super like pumped to kind of just get out there again and show what we can do. You certainly learned from it. Uh, Three games in you have all five goals for BYU. Are you going to let anyone else score this season? (laughs) Yes of course. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Nadia Gomes. Yes there will be lots of other people scoring. I just was 
in a good spot, and my teammates set me up perfectly. So it's been all them. <laughs> You're up two to nothing at Penn State. Um, you had to deal with a goalkeeper change. Hannah Clark is in there, but you're, you're feeling pretty good, I'm sure, at that point. And then all of a sudden, the Nittany Lions score two. It's two-two. Then, then what's going through your mind before you scored the third of your your goals? Um, I don't know. That was definitely kind of a slap in the face to be up two-zero the whole game and then have to try and get another one. But we knew we could do it. We just wanted to work hard so we could get that other goal before we had to go into overtime again because overtime is no fun. <laughs> and, and you scored uh, the game-winning goal in overtime against Washington State in the season opener. And now you play Tennessee. So you're playing these power fives back to back to back to back, which is a fantastic schedule. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of challenge is Tennessee tonight at Southfield? Um, Tennessee's a great team. I remember playing them, I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago, and they gave us a great game. So we just got to go out there and do what we know how to do and play our game, and I know that the result will be good. Meanwhile, you have Utah on Monday. Is it hard to not think about Utah because you won't have a Sunday practice? You'll probably do something tomorrow, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, Jen's always told us to take one game at a time. Uh, we're definitely, but it's Utah, <laughs> Ashley. I know. We're definitely excited about it. So we'll have practice on Saturday, and that's when we'll focus on Utah. But we've been focusing on Tennessee this whole week. So, What is the ceiling for this team? Uh, all of your teammates have made it very clear that it's high, but – what for you? What is the ceiling of this BYU team your senior season? Um, that is a very good question. You know, we're still learning and we're still trying to fix some kinks and trying to get that chemistry going. But I think once it's there, there is none. We can. I think we could take it all the way if we definitely play our game and play how we know how to play. Do you want more goals at home than on the road? Because you have five on the road, <laughs> and it's time to score some tonight, right? Yeah. No, so I didn't say some. I didn't say one. I didn't. I said some. <laughs> yeah, we definitely want to get some more goals at home, so that's the goal for tonight. <laughs> and, and describe, uh, we always ask this because it's so magical, but uh-huh. uh, d- describe what it's like to score at home in front of Southfield because that's the number one attended team in the country. Um, let's say it's like Christmas morning, but 10 times better. Wow. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, especially when you have all those fans there cheering and being able to put the ball in the back of the net for them. It's it's quite a great feeling. <laughs> well, you've experienced it five times, as Jerem said, on the road. Will we see a record crowd tonight? Maybe. We're expecting a lot of free T-shirts, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. 2,500 free shnikes. T-shirts. 2,500? Wow. Everybody wants a t-shirt. It's mar- amazing what people will do for a t-shirt. <laughs> the marketing budget for soccer is really nice. <laughs> like, wow, right? That's awesome. Ashley, uh, congratulations again on uh, winning NCAA Player of the Week. I know you signed our old flag, but I think we need to, you, we need to get you to sign our new flag. Our new flag. I think so. yeah. Yeah. And we need to give you some BYU Sports Nation karma. Can we do that as well? Yes, I would love that. You're like that. the first player where we're like, do we even need to give it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I'll take it. Can we, have, can we have some of your karma, Ashley? Yeah, can you give us karma? Can you transfer some of that to yeah. the football team as well? Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> Thanks, Ashley. Up next, Daniel Summerhays back on the PGA Tour. Plus, how did out? former BYU Cougars do in the NFL preseason want? last night? Paul Lasique. Flashes of the Navy Rugby game. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need a note. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Maybe you've heard. BYU in Arizona tomorrow night, 10.30 Eastern time on Fox Sports 1. We'll have live pregame coverage on BYU TV at 9.30 Eastern time. The Cougars will run out 
Four alumni flag bearers. They are Max Hall, John Beck, Aaron Francisco, Kaipo McGuire, and the team is taking off as we speak from the Provo Airport. Soccer. 10th ranked BYU women's soccer playing Tennessee 9 Eastern time. You can watch it live on BYU TV. Will anybody not named Ashley Hatch score a goal? <laughs> volleyball. 10th ranked women's volleyball already has one match under their belts this morning. They swept Wyoming 3-0. Cougars will play the LIU Brooklyn Blackbirds tonight at 5.30 Eastern time. And then tomorrow they play 11th ranked Ohio State at 7 Eastern. Cougars in the PGA. Daniel Summerhays is playing in the round, second round of the FedEx Cup. <laughs> At the Deutsche Bank Championship today, Summer Ace is currently two over through 16 holes and sits tied for 42nd. Jerem? Cougars in the NFL! Pulaseke had three rushes for nine yards and a reception for 25 yards where he trucked two defenders for the Bears. Kyle Vannoy oh. had two tackles for the Lions. Rob Daniel had seven tackles for Go Pack Go. Cougars in the minors. Mike Rucker had five strikeouts in two innings, pitching for the Eugene Emeralds. Colton Mahoney had eight strikeouts and gave up one earned run in seven innings, pitched for the Staten Island Yankees. Adam Law, one for four with an RBI for the Jackson Generals. And Brennan Lund, one for four with a run for the Burlington Bees. Cross country. Men and women's cross country compete in the Autumn Classic tomorrow. Here at Brigham at 11.45 a.m. Eastern Time. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Game day eve. Who gets it, Jerem? Bob Bowlesby. <laughs> Still. We've almost been giving him the shout out as long as we did the countdown. No, not what, even close. What is your bold prediction for BYU versus Arizona? That is our Twitter question today. Let's go to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. I like this one. At JLS9, Taysom Hill will be responsible for five touchdowns, and the defense will add one in a 42-14 blowout. Hashtag every game is a home game. You know what really hit me yesterday? It's not about Arizona. It's that BYU plays Utah next week. I know we'll focus on that on Monday, but wow. Arizona and then Utah next week. Fantastic. Beat Arizona. And then UCLA. And then it's Utah week. Let's go. Win tomorrow, then it's Utah week. Our elite tweet of the day, at ChadTF. Bold prediction. Tanner Mangum throws a touchdown to Taysom Hill. That would be awesome. <laughs> Thanks to Lamont Lovett, Joe Davis, Ashley Hatch, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSN. One more tweet from Matt Melocopter. Turns out Devon Blackman still has one game eligibility and catches a touchdown pass. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app for Jerem on Spencer. Shout out to number one, Ross Oppo. Because we're one day away. We'll see you tonight for women's soccer at 9 Eastern. We did it! We made it!